chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you Hey, you guys. Happy Friday, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Tea Time Unfiltered Spotify live show. I see y'all in the chat. Y'all are deep. I see the gifts and the memes being cranked out, honey. So I hope you guys are doing good. We have a lot to talk about today over the next two hours. Okay. There's a lot of drama going on right now. And if you guys watched my video that I posted earlier, I'm kind of breaking down the whole beef with DL and Monique and Monique taking it to another level by dragging DL's young daughter into the fray. And DL's daughter, she's on social media. She's been on his show, uh, you know, helping to co-host. You know, people do know her. And I just think that what Monique did was not okay. So we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about everything in general. So if you guys want to speak and, you know, have your opinions, make sure you guys raise your hands. Now, if you guys do not know, um, Monique is now currently beefing with Vivica Fox as well. So this is another black person, okay, and a black female that she's beefing with. And Vivica Fox, I, I'm thinking Vivica Fox drug her, disrespected her. That was not the case. So I don't understand what Monique is doing here. So let me go ahead and play you guys a snippet. Vivica Fox was on the Wendy Williams show and she talked about it. So let me guys, let me play you guys a snippet of what Vivica Fox said, and then I'll play you guys Monique's rebuttal. I feel you guys. Listen, it doesn't matter where you come on. Kill it and leave no crumbs. Why? You understand what I'm saying? Where it's like you killed it, you killed it, you killed it. Then you turn and say. Next. You got next, baby. Absolutely. Right. Because, listen, I like both of these, both of them, and I, I, I think they're amazing people. But it got way too personal in front of the audience. Right. Listen, we've been in COVID. We ain't been able to do shows for, you know, they were having to do shows by Zoom. So the fact that people pay really good money, respect that. Respect your audience. Right. Do your wonderful performance. And I just feel like Monique has made... So many strides in coming back that she's been getting her apologies from everyone for the years of feeling that she was taken for granted. Baby sister, I get you standing up for yourself. Ain't nothing wrong with standing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. But it ain't what you say, it's how you say it, mama. And I just, I just, I, I, I personally was a little bit disappointed in that. Right. But I definitely wish both of them well and just take it off of social media. Talk to each other. Okay. So you guys heard what Vivica Fox had to say. I don't think Vivica said anything bad. So now I'm going to play you guys what Monique and Zaddy, 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 had to say about the situation. <laughs> Why'd I say it like that, child? Hold on. Let me go ahead and play for y'all. So for those of you who had questions about how I handle my stage performance, listen, that's my stage performance, and I'm unapologetic about it, Vivica. I'm unapologetic about that stage that I go on. Vivica who? Vivica A. Fox. I'm unapologetic about what I do on that stage. What you are not is a stand-up comedian by far. So for you to have any questions about it, 
Ask somebody that can really educate you on what that stage is, not someone that want to host and take female comedians around and get paid off of their craft. See, I don't mess with anybody, y'all. And... All right. Y'all just heard what Monique and Zaddy had to say. I know Zaddy did not have the nerve to say, Vivica who? Uh, sir, Sydney who? We only know you for being Monique's husband and manager. Okay, you know who the hell Vivica Fox is. Don't play. Anyways, we have Lady J on the stage. She just made it. Lady J, feel free to mute your microphone. This mess yeah. with Monique, child, has got the streets going crazy. I feel like I'm back in 2018 when all that Netflix drama initially happened. Mm -hmm. Well, first, mic check, one, two, one, two. Do, <laughs> do <laughs> we can hear you. Okay. You sound gracious. <laughs> okay, fabulous. Hey, everybody. Um, I honestly, to be real honest, when I first heard the story, I just kind of retreated from it because I was just like, here she go. And then I'm mm -hmm. like, here he go. Like, come, why y'all outside? Why y'all ain't sitting down having a conversation? Um, then I kind of watched your video talking about that that background piece and then the whole calling out the daughter thing. I think that was absolutely classless. And I have to say what Lunell said, what Steve Harvey said, and what Vivica said really hit the nail on the head. Defend yourself, but it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I'm sorry. And if you're unapologetic about it, we have the right to criticize your behavior, period. Mm-hmm. It's funny that people, like I've said this from day one, folks love to do commentary and give their opinions on everything under the sun, from other mm -hmm. people to news. But as soon as they're the topic of conversation, they're in their feelings. Now, you can't have a whole podcast show with Zaddy, where you and Zaddy give y'all's opinion on everything. And then the second y'all go viral because of something she went viral for, okay? She got up on that stage and clown. And then now you're mad that people are doing commentary and having opinions. It doesn't work that way. You know, so for him to try and minimize a black woman who's been in the industry for years, who has put in work, regardless if you like her or not, Vivica Fox is that girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's been around since I was, you know, a shorty. You know what I mean? So for them to try and dismiss her and say, Vivica who? And you're so upset when her commentary on that show was not bad, nor was it demeaning. Not at all. Not at all. It was what one would say. You know what he reminded me of? And this is for the older folk in the crowd. Um, remember, I don't know if it was Pee Wee from House Party. The little short one like, yeah. You know, always talking mess and short. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> When he said who, that's <laughs> why did that pop in my head? <laughs> He's always in the back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Trying to control something, like somebody right. said in the chat. Mm -hmm. With a sideways camera. How about you control the footage and make sure that the camera is turned the right way? I'm tired of my neck. Okay, being turned to the right because y'all are sideways. This makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Get your ass out of here. Every time I look at him, that's all I see now. If, <laughs> you know, he really brings down her, her star. You know, but you know, that's what happens when you're dating Mary down. Mm. Okay, I'm ready for that. Parched, never thirsty. Parched, never thirsty. Ladies, parched, 
never thirsty. You can drink, but you ain't got to be that thirsty to just take whatever's out here. He is bringing her brand down. I'm sorry. I mean, it seemed like he was one who also handled the contract. <laughs> you see how that, uh, how, that yeah. how he got here. Yeah, so, you know, that's what he is to me now, forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sis. Well, let's go ahead and take on some calls. We got okay. a lot of people with their hands up. I'm going to start bringing people up on the stage. Just make sure that you'll mute your microphone until I call your name. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, Sarah Shafiq. Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> I got confused on how it worked. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So what's your opinion on this whole Monique situation? So my opinion is um, how my whole issue with this is as a woman, you was telling us about uh, not wearing bonnets out in public, but here you are acting a full straight ass on um, the stage and calling people out like, um, yeah, everyone has their opinions about the bonnet thing. That was okay, but I just don't feel that you should be able, you know, be acting this way and making accusations and bringing, um, you know, other stuff that has nothing to do with your beef with D.L. Hughley into the situation. That's my only thing. So you feel like she's low key kind of being a hypocrite because for so many years she's talked about how women need to control themselves and act the way in yes. public and then she right. gets on stage and just goes off. Right. Like you could go off. I just don't understand why she decided to go off at this point in time. You had ample um, opportunity to do it. So why now? That's just my question. Mm. So, yeah, that was the only thing. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Sarah. Right. Nice talking to you. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Okay, let me go ahead and bring on um, Melanie. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Hello, hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, hi. I'm surprised I actually got on. Um, so all I wanted to say was, um, yeah, Monique, like just like other people have said, like her response just lacked class and just tact. And she honestly didn't need to bring in the mother or the DL's wife or his daughter. Like that just like the clip that you showed earlier in the video that you mm-hmm. dropped earlier today, like initially when you sh- initially when it was shown on the live stream, I couldn't actually understand what she was saying because it was so low. But just hearing her tone and like what she was like, you could tell she was being very condescending, and it was there was no love in what she was saying. It was just like, okay, if your issue is with DL, you need to talk to DL. Like y'all are comedians, y'all have been in the game for decades at this point i'm pretty sure y'all can get in contact with each other and hash this out like yeah like i didn't like the fact that when when everything was brought back up when she was getting you know called out for her actions on stage she then tried to twist it and gaslight and say it was a joke daryl you can't take a joke it was a joke again it's about your delivery and if you watch the video the way she was walking back and forth, you could tell she was hot. She was angry. She had something to get off her chest. That's why initially when the video first went mm-hmm. viral on Sunday, I thought DL, DL had attacked her backstage. You know, like the way she mm-hmm. was coming off, like he had just confronted her, cussed her out, told her she'll never be a headliner. That is the vibe that she gave everybody when that first when that video first went viral. 
And then to find out they weren't even anywhere near each other. There was no conversation had. And then when she was on live with her zaddy, she admitted that she was going to wild out on DL regardless. So to me, this just mm-hmm. looks like a big ploy. One big grab for attention and payback. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was the part that got to me because, you know, I've always like supported Monique and stuff. And, you know, I definitely do feel like female comedians don't get the same respect as male comedians. But like, you can't just be, you can't just be talking about people like that. And, you know, even in terms of like how you say, like, I've seen comedians do um, Pearl Harbor jokes and they're hilarious. It's all about how you deliver it and your tone. Like that is very key. And that's something that she knows as a comedian. So right, yeah, that's all I had to say. She has no excuse. She's too okay. old for that. Right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, sis. Yep. Thanks for letting me uh, on. Uh-huh. Let me go ahead and bring on Raymond. Raymond Dunn, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Raymond? Okay, he must not be ready. Um, Kendrika, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, lovely T. Hey, how are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm so excited. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, welcome to the green room, sis. <laughs> Even though they changed the name to Spotify Live, you know, black folks, we gonna call it what you introduced it to us as. We still gonna call it the green room. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Because I live in the country, so I'm trying to make sure you can hear me because we don't have service out here like that for real. No, we can hear you. You sound good. Okay. So this is just my, like, um, this is just my opinion. Um, Monique's plight is not, uh, in my opinion, is not my plight because, honestly, Monique is doing this for herself. She's not doing this for us. She, I honestly don't think that she care about black people the way she say because she's always getting into it with other black people. Like when she wanted us to boycott Netflix, I'm sorry, but I wasn't for the turn off my Netflix. That was not for us, for us. That was just mm-hmm. simply for Monique, and that was for her ego. Like I'm just so like honestly, like I understand she's trying to fight for black people, but like the fight that she got going on, it isn't for us. Like I'm tired of Monique. I wanted her to win, but like all this back and forth and drama, it's just chaotic. And girl, like sis, you too old for that. And I, I'm sorry, but. I'm done with Monique. I'm not standing up for her because I defended her before. And like, mm. you know, people was attacking me like, oh, you don't understand. She's standing up for us. No, Monique is not standing up for us. She's doing that for herself. Every time Monique comes out, it's always something about her not defending black people. Because where was she? Like, I don't see her talking about nothing else that affects black people until it's her in the situation. Because mm-hmm. I remember around that time when she was upset about the Netflix and trying to get all the black people to stand alongside her. That was one of the that was one of the comments I made back then, because if you guys remember, there was an issue where Baltimore schools were dealing with freezing temperatures. They were like no heat in the classroom. So there were all these stories going viral of kids in the classroom wearing winter coats and hats and gloves. And, you know, Monique is from Baltimore. And it's like, well, why are you not speaking about that? You want everybody to cancel Netflix and, you know, demand that you get paid more. But how about bringing attention to this? Right. You know, these are the babies that you claim that you care about who are sitting in cold classrooms. And you're not making I'm not even from Baltimore and I'm covering the story. Right. Like, her, like, I'm just tired of her answers. Like, that's just my opinion. And I may get attacked for saying it. I don't care. But I stand by what I say. Like, her plight is not. I just like people be like, oh, his plight is not. No, her plight is not black women or not black people's plight. That's all I got to say about it, sis. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Definitely. You made some great points. Thank you for calling. Okay. Have a nice day, girl. <laughs> Bye. 
<laughs> She's so sweet and country. You can hear her accent, Lady J. Oh, oh yeah, yeah she's guys, adorable. Yeah, she's you could totally see She did. <laughs> she was real. It was, her accent was adorable. But she made a good point about the selfishness, and that's true. Because I was like, you know what? She's right. She'll sit there and talk about, you know, yeah, I'm doing this for everybody. Um, but yeah, like what happened around your town? You know, what about other situations? Like I felt like if that energy was better put towards real engaged social issues, I could vibe with you. But because you're always in turning it and focusing about how you're being mistreated it just gives off narcissism yeah and then that that condescending my sweet babies my babies like i like we're all grown here i mean there yeah there's some young people who follow her but for the most part everybody's grown like we're not your babies just keep it real like i don't need to be lulla you know lullaby to sleep like let's just have a conversation if we're gonna have it and i just feel like she does a lot of gaslighting and at this point you know this is a new thing and we've talked about this you know many times Mm -hmm. the new way to get attention on social media and to make money is to either you know is to be involved in this whole gender wars black men versus mm-hmm. black women we've seen it with mm-hmm. kevin samuels and so many others we also see like a lot of the you know there's women in these groups who are like they hate all black men they want black boys aborted and all this sick sinister stuff energy mm-hmm. that's being thrown at the youth and i feel like she's jumping on that bandwagon now to try and cause a divide because her issue is between her and dl this is not a mm-hmm. black man versus black woman issue this is an issue between Two black people, one who happens to be a woman, one who happens to be a man. And this conversation could have been had, could have been, you know, put to bed. But she chose to basically just go all the way left with the situation. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, is this a distraction? Because, you know, at this point, it's just so out of the norm. It's like so out of the just like it just came out of nowhere, especially in the fact that, again, I may have to eat my words later because I really didn't follow it too much. But I did was like, what the heck? She didn't even talk to him. She didn't have even engaged him. So mm-hmm. if this is just just being popped out of thin air, either you're, there's an ulterior motive or you're having a mental illness issue or this is a distraction. And again, let's use prominent black people, entertainers you know, step and fetch it to entertain us and distract us. It just, it just looks just horrible. It just is trash. It's trash. It does. Let me go ahead and bring on a few more people. Um, let's bring on B Wayne. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. It's Kevin Yo, Bill. hello. All right, I know that's right, Kevin. He said I'm here. <laughs> All right, Kevin. What do you think about the whole situation with Monique and um, DL? Monique and DL. So, apparently about uh, Monique and DL, uh, uh, Pusha D would be, uh, um, um, so, Pusha D is uh, the greatest rapper. No, I'm thinking English. You say I'm actually. <laughs> talking about Pusha T, get your ass out of here, band. Uh, let's see here, B1. <laughs> I don't have patience for nonsense. Either gonna come and talk about the topic or get your ass banned, honey. We are not talking about Pusha T. We're not talking about no rappers. We're talking about Monique and BL. What was that? And then that weird accent. Bring it to ass up out of here. Next, Blockiana. That's my nickname. You better, you better recognize. You will be banned out this room, okay? You're not, you're not stopping the conversation, bro. All right, let's see here. B Wayne, are you ready? Hey, love me, T. I'm here. <laughs> All right. 
right, B. Wayne, thank you. That, <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. That was hilarious. You're quick to block somebody in a minute. That's funny. Block Yana. <laughs> so, so what do you I'm, think about this whole situation? So here's the thing. I'm around, I'm around Monique's age. And I remember her prior, I remember her way back on Comic View when she had the real funny, she would come out, destroy the state. For some reason, yes. my opinion is as soon as she met this dude, Sydney, her career spiraled down at a rate. It, she wasn't even funny no more. She started having these political opinions and started having this whole, you know, black pride dialogue when she just stopped being funny. And I think she kind of knows that. And mm. I think, you know, she's kind of, you know, without the funny, she still wants the attention. And I think she's doing a lot of this stuff to remain relevant when sadly her career is kind of in a downward spot. I mean, she's an Oscar award winner, you know, right. there's no, there's no reason why she shouldn't be, you know, really getting a lot of roles. There's no reason why, you know, she shouldn't be like out there and she's, she's self-sabotaging herself. And it's really sad to see because I remember she was really funny in the movies. I remember Roscoe Jenkins, I think it was with Martin and all that. Mm -hmm. That was hilarious. And it's like, you know, it's sad to see somebody, you know, that you kind of grew up with lose, lose that funny. And I'm going to say this and end it. I think I have an unpopular opinion. I think mm -hmm. she's displaying a lot of like masculine energy and mm -hmm. she's kind of always had that to some degree. But this I mean, I'm from D.C., so I'm not far from Baltimore. So I know where she's coming from. But she's displaying a lot of masculine energy. And sometimes I think is that. Uh, does Sydney have a lot to do that is, you know, is she displaying masculine energy to the world because something is not right at home? I mean, that may mm -hmm. be an unpopular opinion, but, you know, it's just sad to see somebody that I grew up on and that I, you know, that, I, that, I, you know, ha, you know, that I think is really talented spiral down like this is unfortunate. It is. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate the conversation. Thank you. All right. Lady J, he made some really good points. Um, really because when you do look at the dynamic of her and Sydney, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he just comes off very more soft, and he's just always in the background, like you know, just just you know, stroking her back and getting her hyped up. He's her little hype man. It's not like he's the leader jumping in front of her to take those bullets. Like he didn't jump on camera and say, "Dio, you got my wife effed up, and you can see That's me it. after." You know, he didn't do that. He, uh, DL, it was a joke. Did nobody think he was gay? Right. <laughs> you and that is and <laughs> it's so true. And you, you make a good point. And B Wayne said it. And you know what, B Wayne, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna say that. He said this unpopular opinion. I think that safe at home, not safe at home situation is true because it falls in line with what you're saying. If she has to have this masculine role, she don't feel protected. That is her whole trope. She's not protected. She's not protected. She's not protected. Right. And I mm -hmm. think B. Wayne really just hit the nail on the head. I think maybe I haven't really been looking at it that way. Yeah, I think your husband's a simp. I think mm. he's a simp, but I think also too, because he is a simp, I don't think we've correlated the fact that she's not feeling protected. She's not in her quote, feminine energy. Right. And then she's lashing out at men and Everyone. you know, she, she's feel 
Yeah, or that's true. Everybody, which makes me question, you know, mental illness. I mean, everybody else coming out with mental problems. Why not her? Yeah. Now, now, Erica Young in the chat is saying anger is not masculine. Nobody's saying that anger is masculine. That's true. That's true. Because anybody can be angry, male or female. But remember when she got mad and she was talking about Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey? What did she say? Y'all can suck my dick if I had one. That's a very masculine energy. You now, TT, don't forget shit. You don't get more masculine than telling somebody, right, than telling somebody to suck your, you know what I mean? As a woman, Mm -hmm. okay, that's very masculine energy. We're not saying that anger is masculine because, you know, anybody can be angry, but it's like, why is this constantly the trait that she's displaying? You know, this has been going on, like, even with the whole DL thing that I I thought the whole comedy routine about her going, um, going off on DL, I thought maybe that was just the first half. That was literally her entire set, was her going off on DL. Are you serious? Yes. That's come out today. Nobody paid to see that. People came to support her and root her on because, like the like the man said before oh, that just wow. called, we've been watching Monique since we were babies. So part of us kids from the 90s, we're still low-key rooting for her because we watched her come out on comic view and you know we saw her when she was hungry and wanting it and you know getting these movie gigs and we were happy to see this woman she was one of you know she was uh one of the parkers remember the show the parkers i mean we 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 really rooted for monique so this is not coming in hate like we're just kind of shocked at how bad she's just fallen off and just the constant drama surrounding her think about this all the other comedians from the 90s that we grew up with, they are still going strong in comedy for the most part. I remember when D.L. Hughley first came out, he's doing his thing. Michael Blackston, he's doing his thing. My kids who are now, you know, what, my youngest is 16, he knows who Michael Blackston is. He knows who D.L. is. He knows who Steve Harvey is. People really don't know anything about Monique's comedic background and the things that she's done this younger generation they just know her for the drama because Mm -hmm. she made it out about comedy remember when she first started instagram all she was doing was exercising it's like bro we're coming here for jokes and skits and you just exercise it every day and then you get mad don't nobody come to my comedy shows well we don't know if you're gonna give us a weight loss you know uh show or if you're gonna really tell jokes because you don't do anything on instagram that indicates that you're even funny anymore See, and there you go. That's another point of contention because, like, really at the end of the day, you are so probably, and I'm going to ride with the theory of maybe it's something at home because I do agree with B. Wayne on that one because I'm just sitting here making fun of her husband. I think he's trash. So I'm going to go with B. Wayne's thought. But let me take it further. Being in that type of environment don't give you no inspiration. So what are you going to do? You're going to light, you know, little fires and gaslight mm. stuff to use that as fuel, to use that as a trope to piggyback around about how you ain't being protected because your man ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, that ain't our problem. Get some no. therapy. Don't put that out on stage. It's just, it's classless. And if don't nobody deal with you from now on, so be it because I'm tired. Sit down. It's just trashy. Yeah. When, Lun- when Lunell speaks and she's basically tired of it, you know it's gotten bad. Because Lunell is very, you know, um, politically correct. And she tries not to, like, step on any toes as far as, you know, the comedians and stuff like that go. Because it's a family. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all these comedians, they know each other behind the scenes. You know, it's a small, intimate right. group. And even Lunell is tired, child. So, you know, she's tired. People are really over yeah. it. 
So we're going to go ahead and take some more calls. Um, let me bring on Miss A. Hunt. Go ahead and unmute your microphone, sis. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good. So basically, everybody and I already kind of hit on everything I had to say, but I'll say a little bit more. She does come off very hypocritical and self-righteous and all that masculine energy. Like you said before, she when she gets on stage, it's like something clicks when she have a problem with somebody and it just comes off extremely masculine. Like, I don't know. But another thing is when I said she's hypocritical, the way she talked about his daughter's issue, didn't she go through an issue similar? Didn't yeah. somebody, you know, do something to her? So like well, you wouldn't want beef. that was the whole beef with her and Oprah. Because when Exactly. Oprah had her whole family, including the damn molester brother, which I don't understand why Oprah would do that. But she had them come on stage to talk about the abuse and what Monique went through. So if you as a grown woman in your 50s were disgusted by that and were not ready to deal with that issue publicly, why would you do that to a woman in her 20s? And, and, and say that her father should put the, the person who violated her and, and that business out there publicly. That is his daughter's business to tell, not D.L. Hughley's. Exactly. And I also feel like she self-sabotages. It's like every time somebody give her a chance, she go and sell. Because think about it. She just got on again with the Lee Daniels thing, the 50 Cent thing, this now comedy thing. She was just coming back. And now she went to self-sabotage. She didn't done that how many times now? She did it when she talked about Tyler Perry. She did it when she attacked um, Steve Harvey. She did, I mean, she's constantly self-sabotaging. And it really makes me believe that she got something going on at home. The way she don't want to be successful. She don't want to go higher because of what's going on at home. She's dealing with somebody who is not going to protect her. Yeah. I mean, that might possibly be it, too, because that's what a lot of people are assuming, that she feels like she has to go extra hard for herself because her husband is not doing it. And this is a hard business to be in when you're not protected. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all I got. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. Bye, sis. Let me go ahead and bring on uh, Treshawn Sullivan. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad y'all can hear me because my signal was trash up in here. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say that I'm very disappointed because I know now that the narrative is going to be because people were kind of being on Monique's side after the whole Oprah, Tyler Perry thing, we was on her side, and now the narrative is going to be, oh, she is the problem. They were right to blackball her. Uh, we shouldn't have mm-hmm. brought her back. This is why she was blackballed. And to me, I feel like I don't know if she's thinking that's going to make her famous to keep attacking issues, but to bring that man's daughter... You're breaking up. And her trauma you're breaking up into your breaking up okay it's breaking okay we're gonna have to stop it's like breaking up let me go ahead and bring on um kaya exo oh i don't think she she muted her mic i'm not hearing her okay let me bring on mina mcgee mina go ahead and unmute your mic oh my god can everybody hear me we can hear you perfectly. How are you? 
good. Hi, Lady J. First of all, um, you are right about the whole Pee Wee um, sidekick thing. But T, I am so happy to talk to you. <laughs> I'm one of your big supporters, and I'm from Maryland as well. But um, yeah, I feel like Monique is um, exercising a little bit of narcissism in mm. a lot of the things that she's doing. Um, not everything deserves a response. Um, I remember listening to one of her lives. She cannot keep that damn phone straight up to save her life. But one of the things that I don't like is how she attacked D.L. Hughley about the contract. And then she also talked about the daughter and how the daughter was violated. As somebody else who was also violated by a family member and Oprah kind of exploited that um exploited that situation about her why would you also talk about it i feel like she really had no room to speak on that um she you know she also said that she held on to a lot of anger from when um steve harvey and dl talked about her i guess with the whole netflix situation or with the whole um being difficult thing you held mm -hmm. on to all this trauma all these many years to then wait till this opportunity now to get back at him so I feel like, you know, and then the, don't um, forget one more thing, sis, because somebody made a good point in the chat. Narcissists will hold grudges against you for what they did. But let's also not forget. Remember, after the whole blowout with Tyler Perry, um, Oprah Winfrey and Lee Daniels, remember, she went on Steve Harvey's show so they could sit right. down and bury the hatchet. This was like maybe two or three years ago. That's she right. went on the show. He said, you know, you're still my sister. They seem to have made up. But then what did she do on the stage just the other day? She blasted, blasted Steve Harvey. Him. So you're not really looking for forgiveness at this point. You're just you're just angry is what I'm getting. And it has nothing to do with being masculine or nothing like that. It just seems to be her temperament at this point. Like she's holding on to grudges and she, you know, how do you forgive and then turn around and throw stuff back in somebody's face? Once you forgive, you forget and let go. So she should have taken this opportunity when she got back into the limelight for good reason. She should have found more material to use and not attack another comedian. I'm I'm going to be 40 in, a, in 20 days. So I've been mm -hmm. watching her since Comic View. And also, again, she's from Baltimore. I'm in PG County. I support this woman no matter what, and I want to see her win. But this right. is not it. This, all of what she's doing is not it. She has to focus on her career and her success and keep it going. Holding on to all these many grudges, you're going to get slapped already with this. You already look angry and bitter, but now you're going to get slapped with the label of angry black woman. When does it end? Mm -hmm. Continue, like, you know how Beyonce said, you know, the best revenge is your paper? Use your success to, to be the answer to this adversity. It's got to stop sooner or later. I want her to stop. I want her to win. And as far as Sydney is concerned, you know, when you settle, because I believe she did, when you settle, anything is possible. She carries a lot of weight on her shoulders, but she's got to heal first. That's all I want for her. She will continue to do better until she gets better within. Wow. You made some good points. And sometimes when, when women settle for who's there, ex, you know, as opposed to who they want to be with, they kind of project that, you know, makes them upset because that wasn't their first choice. And it seems like she's taking the guy who wasn't her first choice out on everybody else. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could tell you this and I'm, I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm a mother of five and mm. my, um, you know, my twins are by one, one guy, one ex. And then I have my younger three with another. I was with the narcissist and I held on to a lot of grudges. And, you know, for a while I've been single for years after he left. And what ended up happening with me was any guy that would try to talk to me or give me the time of day, I would be so angry towards them. And I found myself constantly sitting here bad-mouthing him. This man had gone on about his business, done everything that he wanted to do, and I'm holding on to the bitterness. It took me years to finally get to a point, you got to let this stuff go. I'm not going to let this man be the center of my topic for everything. So again, you know, healing is needed. I don't, you know, mental illness, when you deal with stress and anxiety, that's all a part of mental illness, and she needs to heal. I just, God, I just want it for her. But same thing for you. I want the best for you. Congratulations with everything you're doing. I love it. You always will have a number one supporter here. Thank you so much, sis, and thank you for calling in. You made some real good points. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, I think they must have got rid of the diamond option because I was trying to give her some diamonds and it was like, nope. <laughs> so maybe they got rid of the diamonds. Yeah. yeah, I just noticed that. People are looking to try and give her diamonds. She made some really good too. points. Yeah, she made some She good really did. She re- and Mina, girl, when you said, you know, dealing with like narcissism and trauma and that begrudging or bitterness as people sometimes like to term it, that it comes from real experience and you really hit that nail on the head because I definitely think that that has a lot to do with it. I mean, we really don't know, but because she shares so much of herself, we really could, you know, analyze it to assume that's what it is based off of what we see. And I think, Nina, you really, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. And, and you know, that healing, like I said on the live stream the other day, you know, so many times, People don't really express themselves. They only know how to express themselves in hurt and anger and throwing tantrums and projecting, but they don't know how to sit down and have an adult conversation with those who hurt them. Because a lot of times people may not even realize that they hurt you, you know, Mm -hmm. by doing commentary or having a simple opinion. They're thinking, you know, it's just something they said in passing. Meanwhile, you done took this shit to heart. You can't sleep at night. You stress, you upset. They're sleeping well. They moved on to the next thing because they may not even know that they offended you. So at what point are we going to get up as adults and say, you know what? What you did was wrong. You really hurt my feelings. It made me feel Mm -hmm. away. We need to get back to understanding how to communicate. And I think because of social media. Girl, can you say that one more Text messaging. We need to understand how to get back to communicating with each other, using our words, talking face to face. We've gotten too comfortable Girl. texting. Things get lost in translation. Sending DMs. Mm-hmm. I've had people, you know, send me DMs to come to like serious events. This is not how. No, you need to call me. You have my number. I'm not replying to a DM about life issues. You know, we don't understand communication. So while you mm-hmm. sitting here mad and holding on to all this baggage, the person didn't even realize that they offended you because you're too scared to just actually sit down and have a conversation with them. So you want to keep throwing shade and subliminal shots and all this goofy shit that we learned sitting on social media the past 10 years. I mean, everything you said. And again, for me, one of the words that like, you know, 
Mina said, you know, narcissism, we don't know that. We're not doctors. We're just making assumptions based off of behavior traits that we see, right? But the fact that there's no accountability, and that's a real true factor in, I think, communication, because when you're communicating with somebody, you somebody has to acknowledge when there's a disagreement, there's either a misunderstanding or there's someone at fault, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of being frustrated take the time to do that. And you mean to tell me, Monique, you couldn't do like Vivica, I think, or even Lunell suggested even before the gig, sit down and have a -a tete-a-tete. But basically what it looked like is that your management company or somebody played you. Somebody played you. And let's not forget that because they know that you, you know, can easily be lit because you obviously got mental issues. Sorry, sis, but I mean, we got to call a spade a spade. Mm. All right. Well, let me go ahead and bring on some more. See, hello, hello, here. hello. Hello. T.A., this is Kia. You called me before, but you can't hear me. Can I say my little two cents, please, please, please? <laughs> Where are you from, Kia? I hear an accent. I hear hey, East Coast. I'm I from East UK. Coast. I'm from Brooklyn. You know what it. I say. Brooklyn, East Coast. How you doing? All right. Brooklyn in the house. Hey, T. I love you. I love you. I love you. But you guys kind of touched on what I wanted to say. But I wanted to say this. I feel like D.L. wanted to... um kind of like apologized to her without really saying it like he wanted to be like the first one to put her on so that was his way of saying listen i'm sorry i said what i said let's kind of bury the hatchet Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and let's move on and move forward but she took it and you she agreed to everything and she held it in and waited and then exploded when she got to his event you know what i'm saying like that wasn't necessary. He was reaching out. Maybe he didn't know how to apologize face to face or whatever. So he said, you know what? I'm going to be the first one to put her on, to get her popping. You know what I'm saying? Back out here. And this is what she did. So now everybody looking at her sideways. Yeah, because this was her big comeback. Right. She, she's not, She's not. you know, doing a show by herself in some little cafe. Because that's what she's really been doing lately. She's on a, a new tour with a big headliner like DL. People were really rooting for her. And right. Like, this, this is my conspiracy I had said Sunday when I did the stream. I feel like she made such a big deal of this situation about her not being the headliner. Because the headliner goes last, right? Right. I think what she wanted to do, sis, was really embarrass DL by having him go in front of her so he can tell all his jokes and everything else. And then she goes last to blast him and get off all her grievances and then drops the mic and leaves. I right. believe wholeheartedly at this point in time that was her intention. But because right. the people running the show were like, we don't give a fuck. DL's about to end the show. He's the headliner. She right. had no choice but to go out and go do what she did and it made her look dumb because he literally came on right after her and he held his own and still told his jokes and moved on. Right. And then came out, said his little thing on Instagram or whatever. And then that was that. But this is the second thing that I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. Like you, we're too, well, well, listen, since I'm up there, but like we're too old to be handling disputes on Instagram and Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like Fact. that should not have even been an option for you to go and do that after he said what he said. Like you said, we need to get back to communicating all this Instagram and Facebook and saying all this stuff on live. You could have just called him up called up his promoter and said, listen, before we do the show, let's talk about it. I've been feeling this. I've been feeling that. Whatever it was and just got it off. It was no need to go on a live and say what you wanted to say and then cop out see, while you were doing this, it. Right. But see, the problem is now you have even grown adults who are now so addicted to social media. Those likes 
those people gas them up in the comment section, that is all what you call dopamine hits. Okay? It's almost like back in the day when two people were getting ready to fight on the street and you'd have the whole mm-hmm. crowd watching and people are like, ooh, he said this, ooh, she said that. That is the comment section. That is the comment section of Instagram. Because for her to be demanding all types of receipts and then her, her fans are egging her on, then those same fans run to DL's page and they're like, ooh, Monique said this, ooh, bring your receipts. And then when DL brought receipts, ooh, those aren't good enough. We need contracts. Then when he brings the contrast, you a punk. And you know, this black man that brought receipts, he's trying to attack this black woman. What? Y'all attack right, this like, man it, for a whole day. Much. It's just, it was it's just too much. much. Too much. Too much. But T, girl, I want to hold you up. Thank you. I love you. Oh, my God. I can't love believe I want. This is my second time talking to you. I talked to you <laughs> on another, on another. But I'm going to let you go, girl. Bye. Okay, my sis. She made some good points, Lady J. But I don't, I don't know if he was on Instagram, but they were dragging DL when he brought receipts. All of a sudden, oh, he's a punk. Oh, look at him trying to bring receipts. But you know what? Like I said, when women bring receipts, y'all know I'm, I'm the queen of receipts. When women bring receipts, it's yes, queen, yes, she got receipts. But when the man brought his receipts, people got mad. You see, now mm-hmm. he's trying to bully her. What the truth? Mm-hmm. Y'all are crazy. Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, these people, that um, that's why I feel like 90% of the internet is just fake. They're bots because the logic makes no sense. Y'all demanded that he brings receipts. He brought the receipts, and now, oh, he's bullying her, and he's attacking black women. I said, I can't. I said, I, too much internet. You know what? The, the Again, the <laughs> fact that... <laughs> And Kia made good points. She's funny, though. But the fact that he got up there, see, again, that's why I say I didn't pay much attention to it because I just walked away from it. I thought it was just trash. But the fact that you're telling me that he got on stage and did his own you dig didn't really necessarily address what she had just did only addressed it in social media, you kind of want to say that that was a classy moment because I think that he mm-hmm. realized in a, in a degree that if he would have responded to it, it would have gave more fire to it and it would have probably blown up more than it needed to, which is what one did not need. And to ignore and then get away and then address it on social media, I think in this day and time, that was a smart move to take in that regard because it had already got out that she had did this. He had to say um, right. Yeah. No. No. Girl. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> All right. We're gonna go ahead and take out a few more calls here. Um. Let's see. Um. Nicholas PJ, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi T. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? I'm good. Nice to speak to y'all again. Definitely. Um, yes. Um. What well, I really just want to sit here and say it is it is not a good look for just both of them in general. Because they're damn near 50 grown adults that we're supposed to love and respect and how they're both carrying, well, mostly Monique, but like how the situation is carrying on and going back and forth with um, Shade Room and all this that is like, what are, what are y'all doing? Um, I just think that with Monique, I feel like it's something deeper. And the fact that when B. Wayne talked about it, about masculine energy, I think that's definitely has something to do with it, but also... I think that she's just jealous, not jealous of anybody, but I just think of like how, you know, how today's society, she like, she's not big no more. She wasn't big. I only knew about her, but only with the Parkers that the, um, that plane movie she was in with the comedy one, Soul, Soul Train or Soul, Soul Plane. plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> and 
just like her little meme she does. That's all I um, all I remember her from. And it's like I feel like she's lo- she lost her. She she's losing the career because of the situation with Netflix. And I feel as though she wants to have that back and she don't know how to get it. And she's like jealous that people are not looking at her no more. Cause I don't even want to follow her Instagram and what you said earlier, the fact that she only posts workout videos and you're a whole mm-hmm. comedian. It's just like why she's doing that, you know, but I just think she just wants to be back in a limelight and she don't know how to get back in it. Yeah. And, and what people need to understand is, you know, once you've been famous and you've had, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. of Hollywood and the, the flashes from the paparazzi and your name being in headlights, that in itself is a drug. And once you lose that, it really takes a toll on people. You know, if, you, mm-hmm. if you've been in that light and then all of a sudden you're kind of what you call washed up or has been or your name doesn't ring bells, it really can take a toll on people mentally, their self-esteem, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be no mm. different than if you worked a corporate job in the real world, you're very high up in corporate. And let's say the company shuts down or you get fired. And now you have to start all the way from the bottom. So it's the same thing for celebrities. That's why you see a lot of these celebrities now running to do reality television. They're running to be YouTubers. They're trying to be TikTok <laughs> stars because they're obsessed with that limelight and they want to keep mm-hmm. their name out there. They want to keep that relevance. And, you know, once people aren't fooling with you and they're tired of your antics, you get a Monique. And I think she's doing this stuff to go viral and to once again get everybody talking about her because it just doesn't make any sense. You, you, you're definitely right. But it's like, it's like, but it's also what you doing, create your own table, do something else, mm-hmm. be creative. But it also has to do with the people, you, your house at home and not have simps on your back line. But <laughs> that's really all I have to say. Thank you so much, T. All right. You're welcome, Nicholas. Thanks for calling in. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Dre. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? Hi. So I'm 21 and I just want to say I love you so much. I love you, girl. Keep doing what you're doing. See you June 10th. You already know. I love Um, you too. Thank you. But I just want to say I'm quick. I'm about to be back to work. But I just want to say Monique needs to stop looking for the public. We do not care, sis. Everybody gets fooled over in life. You have to create your own table. You are too old for this. Stop looking for us. We're done. And that's it. I'm out. Bye, T. Love you. All right. Love you, too. Short, sweet, and to the point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do have to create your own table and stop begging for everybody else to see value in you. You know, folks don't want to rock with you. They don't feel like you're funny. They feel like you're messy. She could do her own tour, and I'm sure she'll have, you know, hundreds of fans who would still be willing to buy tickets and come out and support her, as opposed to trying to force Netflix's hand. So let me go ahead and bring on Muchilla. Muchilla, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, Miss Muchilla. How you doing? Let's start looking forward to next week. <laughs> I know, right? I can't wait. Right, now, with this whole thing, I feel like her. they said, I'm hearing that her husband made up that contract. I think he's the root of her all of her problems. <laughs> I think he's like an anchor, yo. He's weighing her down where she can't really lose her career again. Because just like what you said the other night, if she rubbed 50 the wrong way, it's mm. not going to end well. It is yeah. not going to end well. Yeah, he's 50 is petty. petty. He's going to be petty and he's going he gonna to just stay on. He's going to keep his foot on her neck if, if, he rubs her the, if she rubs him the wrong way. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know what her husband be talking to her, putting what kind of battery he putting in her back at home. But I think he's the root of the problem. I agree. It's it's something going on, you know, and that's the problem is that she needs to understand. A lot of people don't have time for this. Like Fifty's giving her a, a bone by putting her in the BF in the BMF series, which was I know, and I was rooting for her too. And when I seen this, I'm like, what the heck are you doing, man? She so my thing is, what I'm not understanding is like there are literally two supposed contracts, you know, from the same promoter. But you guys notice the promoter hasn't come out and said anything. They haven't said yay or no, yay or nay to Monique's story or to DLs. So the Talk promoter about is janky. extremely quiet. Mm-hmm. That's actually a janky promoter then. Mm. Yeah, they haven't come out and said anything. And that's my issue is that not one time is she calling out this promoter. Because yeah. if he's telling you one thing and telling DL one thing, why is the why is the promoter not being held to task at all? That's that exactly. to me confusing me. Exactly. That's why I say I believe this is not about the contract. She was gonna have an issue with DL anyways, just because of what DL said about her during the whole Netflix drama. She wanted to smoke anyways. He was saying he passed her on like in the hallway before they went on the stage and nothing was said. Right. You, you held your mouth and waited till you got on stage to spill everything? Yeah. She played herself. Because now, now a lot of people's going to say she's difficult to work with again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she basically played into that whole stereotype that she was trying to, you know, defend herself from that supposedly Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry and Oprah put out there. You know, mm-hmm. the whole rumor about her you know, being difficult. And now this is what it looks like. It looks like you are technically that living embodiment of a difficult person. Because like you said, she saw DL. DL even said she came late. They seen each other, you know, it was just a quick high and bye. There was no real conversation had. So if you were that upset, why did you not tell him like, hey, brother, you know, I want to go last. I'm the headliner. None of that was ever said to him. And every comment that has spoken up about this from Lunell to Ricky Smiley, there's a few others. They all said the same thing. Like if there's any issues with the scheduling as far as who goes on first, who goes on last, they just simply talk to each other about it. Wow. That's it. And so if the person whose name is on the marquee, the one that's supposed to go on last says, no, I want to be the final you know, person, then that's just what it is. But at least you ask them. But a lot of times, like Ricky Smiley said, he don't have no ego. He knows that whoever goes on after him, they better be funny. So if they want him to go first, he'll go first. Like, it's never that deep is basically what all the comics have said. So Monique has literally turned something that's literally a molehill into a giant mountain for no reason. And he probably put the battery in her back. A oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I just with this whole thing, I, he did the same thing with negotiating that contract with Precious too, because she was supposed to get money on the back end with that and didn't. Right. So like, she needs to fire him as a manager. <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. Like you've been in this game a long time. Like I get it. Sometimes we want to help each other out as people. You may not have all the funds. It's okay. But then you have to be smart and say, okay, I'll start for 30 grand, you know, for this project. But whatever we make on the back end, I need 10, 15, 20% of that. I'm sure Lee Daniels would have been cool with it because at that time she was the head star. She was the big celebrity, you know. So for her to not negotiate a proper contract to me made no sense. And now you mad at everybody else. 
because the movie went on to blow up. So that means you went into this with not good intentions to really help somebody out and be a friend. You went into this like, uh, this ain't going to be no successful movie. I'm just doing him a favor. This is just some quick money. That was her mentality. But then when it blew up, now you want to get salty because everybody's getting shine in a bigger bag than you because you weren't part of the production and you didn't have a back end deal. That's no one's fault but, but management. Exactly. And that's where her problem is. But thank you for letting me speak. All right, I, sis. Thanks I for coming in. I appreciate you and looking forward to next week. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Okay, let me go ahead and bring on uh, P. Michelle. P. Michelle was saying that Will Packard had the same issue, too. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? Hey, I'm good, y'all. Yeah, y'all remember that he they did almost Christmas with Monique and Will Packer was actually the producer on that. And her and Sydney and him had kind of got into it about some things. I, and you remember when Gary Owen came out, it was like, don't talk about Will Packer. He changed my life and all this oh, kind of stuff. Yeah, I Y'all remember that, that drama? Yep. So, I mean, it's, to me, it's always like, when the Achilles said, it's always her. Like, it's never anybody else. It's her. And it's kind of disappointing because, you know, you know, I'm like, y'all, I grew up with Monique and DL, but he's really earned my respect through this because I don't know if he said anything else after he went after the daughter, him and the daughter. That was sick. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was sick. And that was just ego. All of this is ego. This ain't got, because I mean, you could just talk about somebody, you know, whatever. She was digging deep. That right there, what she did to him about his daughter, that that hurts. That's messed up. Yeah. And if she say, I love us one more time, somebody needs to hit her in the back of the head with a tomato or something. Because I'm sick of hearing that. It's so stupid. You don't love us. This is about you. Like somebody else said, this is about you. And you are going, and even Vivica Fox, yeah. come on, man. Come on. And nobody said anything bad. Even she had been waiting to get at DL. It's like she was just ruminating on it for years. Like, yeah, when I get a chance, I'm going to get him. And that's when she did. But now she looks stupid. She looks stupid and petty. And I can't wait because you know her in the King of Petty with this BMF. I can't wait. I just got to wait to see it. That's it. That's all. It's going to be interesting if she still gets that BMF role. Because 50 ain't going to play them games. I want him to, I want her to get it because I just, you know, he wanted his way or whatever. You know it's going to be bad. And I just can't wait to sit back and watch the comedy. That's all. All right, sis. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye. So I want to go ahead, um, Lady J. Somebody wrote this in the chat, which I thought was very interesting. Desiree Walker wrote this. She says she hasn't been the same ever since Precious. That reminded me when T was saying that some people will be playing that role mm. that got them the award, like Will Smith in The Slap, Heath Ledger in The OD, Michael B. Jordan getting therapy for Killmonger. If we're talking about this esoterically, do y'all think that maybe she's stuck in the role of Precious's mother? Because remember, Precious's mother was very bitter, angry at the world, took everything out on her daughter. And Monique has not been the same since Precious. Is she still metaphorically, you know what I'm saying, esoterically stuck in that role? Or, or is it the fact that maybe she was healing and then played the role 
and triggered mm-hmm. something and never healed. So I mean, I mean, you can take that sword and hit it both ways, right? Because right. it's still the same effect in a way. I I, I do go along with either one of those. It, it kind of sounds the same to me in a way. There's a trigger there, and again, not a doctor. Don't know anything about her, respect her craft, but I do think that she has lost her inspiration because she's not in a healthy situation. I think that she doesn't have the energy or the gumption to get herself out of it. it. And instead of asking for help because she looks so fucking embarrassed because she's been just acting a goddamn fool, that instead of her asking for help, she attacks people. And one of the things that I realized as an adult is that people with mental illness create chaos. Why are you doing this? So I agree with, with who I forgot the young lady name you see. I think she's got a point there for sure. Oh, Desiree in the chat. Yeah. Desiree. Really good sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make a no very worries. good point with that one. All right. Let me go ahead and try Raymond Dunn again. Raymond, are you available? Okay, he must just be listening. All right, let me bring on um, Tony Little. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello? Hello, hey. Hey, how you doing, T? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing fantastic, Lady J. How you doing? All righty. Oh, she's on mute. Okay, there she oh. goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, long-time supporters, I want to say thank you so much for bringing me on. Hey, hey. And um, Miss Mina uh, really brought up the facts I was going to bring out, so... Flowers to you, sis. You really, really hit the nail on the head on that. Um, as an outsider looking in, of course, as a um, consumer, we're being entertained. Um, all this mess is not really entertaining. It's uh, very, very sad for our community. And um, I was, I'm, I'm still rooting for for Monique. You know, we're kids of the '90s, so we see her, we've seen her um, blossom from Comic View all the way up to where she's at right now. Mm-hmm. And um, as you pointed out, the last statement esoterically um trying to move yourself from the roles that precious role is still like a leech honor from what i've found what i've been seeing and it's like when you want to root for her want to want her to win it's like there's something that's, that's holding her back and it's pretty sad and um even with all her shows she's had on like vh1 charm school and i'm thinking you're preaching to these girls but yet you're not practicing what you're preaching now in your you know your real life so right, because remember when she was on charm school, um, and we loved her on that because she yeah. was checking boots and and um, <laughs> what was her Buffy and Buffy, Buffy whatever yeah. all the girls' names were because of their behavior and how they were being classless and they weren't representing black womanhood properly. So it's yes. very interesting because remember that's the meme that she's famous for. You yes, know, indeed. sometimes the clown comes back to bite. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> And it's very interesting that now that clown is coming back to bite her and she's acting like one of the flavor love girls. Just yeah. catching, cussing, ready to fight, you know. So, <laughs> damn, did she take on the spirit of flavor love too? <laughs> <laughs> and and I was That's thinking, point. yeah, I was thinking the whole time, like, you, you know, and even with her show on BET, The Late Night with Monique, you know, speaking, oh, baby, this, my sweet baby's dad. And it's like, it, it's kind of a ploy now. It's like, what are you really covering up? And I mean, I might be your natural loving energy, but it's being overshadowed by this, uh, like like we said, we're not doctors, but this narcissistic um, mentality. And if right. you have somebody that's feeding her daddy, <laughs> feeding this um, 
this sense of um, superiority into your mind. Like, you know, you want somebody to support you, to show your worth, but also you got to find a good balance because too much of anything is not good for anybody. So she needs that balance. And like, I wish I pray for her the best, wish for the best. And we all know the DL has some things he had to say too. And, and no one's, um, no one's innocent in the fact, but the fact you came for the wife, the daughter and the service dog is like, (laughs) Dog hoodie, the service dog, and the dog didn't do nothing, Monique. Dear, his first, I think, like the first few minutes of his rant on the radio was about this dog. I was dying laughing. He was hurt. He was hurt about that dog hoodie. I was laughing so hard. Like, yeah, she, she, that's why I said to me, it can't be about the contract. You dragging the L, you dragging the daughter, the wife, the dog. Come on now, it's personal. That that contract was more so of a uh, um of, of of the lights, the smoke and mirrors to say, hey, uh, this is what, this is what my rant was about. But deep down inside, like you said before, she already had it out for him. And the fact that she didn't go on last, and in fact he came on last, made her look more like a fool and him more like a champion. So exactly. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. Likewise, I look forward to. Well, like I said, I, I have surgery, so I can't come see you in, in the ATL. But um, look forward to seeing you next show. And uh, okay. you deserve all your flowers. You're an amazing woman. And my, I, I brought my family on to you. They're like, who is this? I was like, this is lovely tea. I should listen. And I called <laughs> my cousin. They're like, man, she's she throwing down these facts. I'm like, I told you. I told you. So, but yes. Oh, my gosh. I appreciate that. Hey, good luck and, and happy healing with your surgery, too. Thank you so much. Blessings to everybody. And um, y'all take care now. All right. You, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, he made some really good points, real good points. So let's go ahead. Um, let me bring on Nifa Nee. Nifa, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, Auntie, can you hear me? Loud and clear, sis. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Hey, Lady J. Hey, tea sippers. I hope I'm not too loud and ghetto, my bad. But look, hey. got... where you where you calling from? Florida. <laughs> uh, yep. Loud and ratchet. I should have gone Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the, the show, for real. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so like, okay, I take this cyber, my cyber. Oh, no, we in that Florida way. You got to get somewhere quiet since we can't hear you. Oh, you know what? That's my truck engine because I drive trucks. Uh-huh. Shout out to all the truck drivers. I just turned the truck off. I just turned it off and I'm walking away from it. Okay. Okay. So look, I take my cyber family really serious. And I got two aunties on here. And that's Auntie Lovely T and Auntie Mama Monique. But honey, because I'm really one of her sweet babies. But I am disappointed. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I took some notes. So I really feel like. She is ruining her legacy, and she, and I think it's part of, like, Uncle Sydney, too. Like, she, he not doing no better. I think he kind of slow a little bit. Like, <laughs> I really just don't think he really supports her how she really need to be supported, and she really don't feel like, can you hear me? Why are you laughing? No, we can hear you. We're just, we're I just feel like, 
okay i really feel like she don't feel protected at all it's just like they ruining the brand and like how you gonna call dl tinder but when you were on his show that never was aired and he wasn't even the one to ask you the question because look i watched her whole instagram live she said Mm -hmm. a black woman asked her the question on the would you rather game Okay, and the question was, would you rather sleep with Daniel Lee, I think, or some Lee, with a condom or Corinne Mm -hmm. Steph? Yeah, Lee Daniels. Sorry about that. Lee Mm -hmm. Daniels with a condom or would you rather your husband sleep with Corinne Stephan without a condom? But you got Tinder on that question and it was just a game. But then you called DL Hughley Tinder and Monique Mm -hmm. is dead wrong. Auntie Momo is dead wrong when it comes to bringing up D.L. Hughley's daughter's trauma. You didn't like it when Oprah did it to you? So why are you victimizing a victim? You dead wrong, a T-Mumbo. And you, and you know what? I watched you when you was doing charm school. I was, cause see, I was born in 1993. So I watched Monique. I watched all of the Parker shows. I want that Monique that was on, that I seen on that BET stage dancing with all them beautiful big women to be honest. I want that Monique back. Cause I don't right. like the auntie Momo that I'm getting right now. I don't like. You know what? As much as she mad at Oprah, she's she's really reminding me of how Oprah was on the color purple. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> auntie Momo, I am done fighting with you. I don't want to keep fighting with you. I'm tired of fighting with you about your money and how people doing you wrong. Stop playing the victim role, Auntie Momo, because I'm just, I'm done. I'm over it. Like, she did. And then, like, you supposed to be so pro-black and how you love Uncle Sydney. Uncle Sydney is daddy. And But why is you putting, why are you making us choose between a black man and a black woman? I like D.L. Hughley. I love me some Auntie Momo. Why are you trying to fight him and embarrass him in front of us? It really had nothing to do. I feel like it's really not my business. We didn't even know about the contract. We didn't need to know about it. We right. we really don't care. We want you to win, Auntie Momo. I do. But I just don't like that. Like, that's my opinion. I think I touched on all my notes. Like, let me make no, sure. you did. You made a lot of good points. You got the chat going crazy. No, you made a lot of good points, sis. And I like the fact that you brought that up about it was a black woman who was playing a game with her. The whole Sydney and, and Superhead game. Yeah. And so it's like you mad at DL. He wasn't DL even there. Mm-hmm. No, and, and then what make it mm-hmm. so bad is he did not air that show. He didn't air it. That's why can't nobody pull it up and show us what she talking about. Because he didn't mm-hmm. air the show like like he like she asked him. It did it was not aired. So you doing you wanted a moment, Auntie Momo, and you got it. And it's it don't look good. It don't look good. And I'm really, really disappointed. I'm disappointed and aunt, uh, Uncle Sydney, she need to divorce them because you know what? I'm not going to do that. But I'm disappointed in Uncle Sydney. I'm disappointed in Auntie Momo. And like, I'm a little disappointed in DL, but really not really because I can't, like, he really the, I don't know. I just wish it was handled better on both parties. I wish it, she never did that. I wish she really never did that. But you know mm-hmm. what? We got to live and we got to learn. Hopefully she can learn from this because Auntie Momo, you was an example to me on the charm school, honey. You was an example to me when I seen you in the big, be- big, beautiful women that reminded me of my auntie and my mom and them all on that set. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no, no. Now, I remember that. How you going to do me like that, Auntie Momo? Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> I don't like Oh, my gosh. Like 
Nifa, thank you for calling in. You brought in the comedy. You brought in the truth. I'm here for it, Nifa. <laughs> I love you, and I love the tea symbols, and I love you, Lady J, and I'm so proud of you, Auntie Lovely T, because, look, you about to go and kill it. June Tiff, y'all better be down in Atlanta. Y'all better be there. I know that's down, right. So Are you coming? Unfortunately, I have to work. I'm so sorry. Aww. I couldn't get off. I wanted to. But look, I'll be there at the next one. Even if I got to okay. fly out of Florida, I'm no. <laughs> I'm trying to get flued out. I'm fluing out. <laughs> All right, sis. Well, it was so good talking to you. And thank you so much for calling in today. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> she was so sweet and funny. I like her. So endearing. Uh-huh. So endearing. I wasn't laughing at you, Leafa. It was just too cute. I loved it. <laughs> and you know the fact that she really is disappointed. You know, like she's genuinely hurt and disappointed by Monique. Because, like I said, a lot of us have known Monique since we were children. So we've been rooting for her, but it's like after a while you get tired of rooting for the same person and they just keep disappointing you time and time again. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, it's, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. So let's go ahead and bring on um Ronald Harvey. Go ahead and um unmute your microphone. Hey, can y'all hear me out there? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing, lovely tea, Lady J? I don't know how to follow that. Baby girl just gave me all type of life tonight. This that's just crazy. She was yeah, she was funny. Good. Yeah, she was good. But anyway, but man, this whole thing has, like I said, people pin hitting on points. But one point I want to hit on is, um, I wonder the thing I, that got my mind the whole thing was I was like, why would you do a show with somebody that talked bad about you, about your Netflix deal, and and behind the scenes, she heard that he really didn't fuck with her like that. But you go and do a show with them th- that you go and do a show with them. Why would you make money with anybody that is talking bad about you? I I never right. got to understand about that until when everything started coming out. I was like, oh, this was like a hit job. This is like a hit job for her. She wanted to do this just to just to go at him. And then mm-hmm. the whole thing, the whole thing, and the reason why I think she went off on him like that, her whole set, now that I found out that it's her whole set, maybe she didn't have no jokes for the Detroit art audience. Maybe she ain't had no jokes for them because Detroit is the audience. They will boo your ass off the stage if you don't bring the funny. <laughs> right. Detroit, New York, uh, Detroit, New York, Philly, they will boo your ass off the stage if you're not funny. So maybe she didn't have no material and decide to be a shock jock and go out there and throw out her, her beef with D.L. Hughley to, to get to get the crowd going. So maybe that's mm-hmm. maybe that's what she did. Plus, on top of that, a lot of people didn't. I don't think a lot of people looked into this as well. What D.L. Hughley said, if you look at the ticket stuff, if you look at... um. The press release pr- promos and everything, you can see how his name is first, she's second, and the other acts are right behind it. Now, if you in the entertainment business, uh, in any entertainment business, whether it's magazine, promote shows, TV shows, anything, any press release or promos or posters that are being sent out to the public has to go through the talent first that is on that show. Facts. So, so I've seen the posters, I've seen the promos. DL. DL picture is the biggest one out of all of them. Then Monique is like right next to him after that. Then the other talents. I went to perfect example. I went to a new edition concert. I went to the new edition of culture tour this, this weekend. I mean, this a mm-hmm. uh, few months back, it was awesome. 
on the promo, on the promo, New Edition was the biggest was the biggest pitcher on the promo. Charlie Wilson was a little bit smaller right after that, and right in the right corner was Jodeci. So. Not, said, wait, not Jodeci being tiny in the corner. Yeah, they was. If you see, if you see the post, that Jodeci was like little tiny in the corner, like right there in the corner. But you knew when you saw the post that New Edition was the headliner. They were the closing after the show, so there was no thing. So when I saw the promo for DL and Monique, DL picture was the biggest one out of all of them. Like he was mm-hmm. big on it. So. I don't know. So my mind, I going in that route was like, yo, she she tripping. She she the tripping, or she wanted to make a mole out of a mountain hill because a mole out of a mountain with this whole ordeal. Then Fifty Cent, who I call is the petty king of petty, like he's petty Ruxpin. Like what I that's what I call because don't let <laughs> shit go. Jaru nice. could try to come out with a damn children's book and he'll try to smash that shit right now, but. <laughs> He posted Monique's um, first live when she did with her husband, and he posted with his comment. He said, at Real Monique, I love you guys, too. Let's progress as a pace they haven't seen before. Work like you got to make up for lost time. The best way to get back at anyone you feel did you wrong is to do good. Now, mm. you get that from 50 Cent, a nigga that will, that, for real? And he right. posts that? You that I don't know how you don't let that click in your mind that you are going on the wrong path and this is the wrong path. You need to check yourself and take care and you know see what you're doing and need to backtrack. But and then to come out to his to do what he did to his her daughter really pissed me off because my sister has dealt with was wrongfully done in the past. I'm not going to bring that up, but she was done mm-hmm. past. I felt as though it was like she's bringing my sister trauma back up, what she had to deal with when she was a kid. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. when she did that, it kind of reminds me of like a person who does like a promo PR going into a sick hospital to take pictures with sick kids to to better their image. We're like, see what I'm a good guy. I, I, t- I, d- I talk to these kids and I take care of these sick kids and to make their image look good. But you know, deep down inside, this this is to make this is to boost your ego. Not what you, not you're not doing this out the kindness of your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I just oh, it's just it's just it's just mind boggling because, like I said, I grew up. I'm a '90s kid. I see a lot of DMV DC kids in here. I'm from DC 202, all day Northwest uptown, and yeah, I've that's watched, right. Go I've watched, yeah, I've watched DL Hughley. From from him hosting Comic View, Monique mm-hmm. have her um Comic View special some more and and Cedric and you know and then watching them and Bernie Mac and watching them grow into the superstars they are and to see the pettiness that's going on I'm like come on man and to take it out of bounds talking about her his wife and everything and then she said how she wasn't disrespectful to his wife I said how can you not be disrespectful to say that disrespectful wow. that is totally this that is way out of line and i just feel as though that monique she probably put her foot in her mouth way too much now i don't know how anybody can fuck with her now after that anybody that's been fans of her been rooting for her been wanting her to 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 go to 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 win out here i don't see how she can get herself back after doing this massive damage to herself because now who wants to fuck with her after this who wants to? So yeah, that's my thoughts, man. Thank you, lovely T. Thank you, Lady Definitely. J. 
and congratulations on your on your show. I couldn't be out there in in Atlanta in Atlanta because I've just made the move to Minnesota, so money's kind of tight right now. But but I'm definitely going to come to your next one whenever you have it in Atlanta or here in Minnesota. So thank you so much. Y'all check out. Peace out. Love y'all. All Bye. right, we love you too. Thank you. Right. He made some great points, Lady J. He did. Let me go ahead. I'm going to bring on um, Brittany. We're going to go till about um, what time? It's 6.20 now. We're going to go okay. till about probably 6.45. So, Brittany, if you want to go ahead and unmute your microphone. Yes, do you hear me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all's microphone okay, is yeah. loud, child. Let me go ahead and tone down the volume. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm battling the seasonal allergies because I'm in Detroit and the Midwest is going through it. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, I just want to point out uh, one thing I noticed is that Monique always targets people when they're not there to defend themselves. So she never talks to somebody while they're there or even if they're in the room. She might wait until she has like a full audience. Even if it's like years later, but um, I also, you know, want to know because she likes to bully people somewhat and make herself the victim. Mm-hmm. What will happen if somebody starts telling her business and going off on her in a crowded audience? That's what I want to know because it's a lot of tea in these streets about her husband, you know, his preferences and. All the stuff going on with her money. But every time it's brought up, she gets very sensitive <laughs> and very defensive. So that's are they, the, one thing the I'm I really remember is I remember they were on that hobo tour a while ago promoting threesomes. Because I remember that was a whole thing, I, you know, her and her husband either having threesomes or sharing her husband. It was some, Are they still doing that? Uh, the rumor was that. Um, you know, her husband was bisexual. That's the, the rumor, but um, that he was really doing it for him. That was a rumor out in the streets. But like, uh, you know, a lot of blogs and stuff talk about all these things. She got really defensive. Like Monique will, you know, go on the hobo, like you said, hobo to her cry about you know the way people mistreat her and her relationship. Um, or talk yeah, about it her, was, but it was an open. Thank you, guys. It was an open marriage tour. That's what it was. I knew it was something yeah. that was out of the ordinance. They had a, that was the whole thing. They were pushing the whole open marriage thing, and I remember she would get backlash about that because people felt like, well, you keep talking about an open marriage, but do you have a side dude, or is it just him doing what he wants to do out here free in the world? Yeah, and they were, you know, she came out and said that she was doing it for her, but the rumor was that he was doing it for him to be well to me. So. Oh, my God. You know, but, yeah. But, you know, based on all of her stuff, I'm just wondering when something actually does come hard for her, it's not going to be a good look. It really isn't. Because as a comedian, you're supposed to have be able to, you know, crack your mama Joe's, go back and forth with somebody. And she's not that type of person to go back and forth. It's always one-sided. So that's that was just my outlook. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thank you all, and uh, thank you for the good conversation. I finally made it. See you on the Definitely. Discord. <laughs> all right, sis. Thanks for calling in. Okay, let me go ahead and bring on Aaron Jackson. 
or Jaxo. Looks like your mic is unmuted, but we can't hear you. You might have to go out and come back in. So let me bring on Jersey Goldson. Can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly. How are you? I'm great. How are you, T? I'm doing good. Okay. Um, I just want to say you're doing your thing, and I'd love to definitely hear what you have to say. Um, but I want to give you guys just a different perspective on the situation with Monique. You ready? Definitely. Let's let's hear it. Okay. So you just recently did a you know a breakdown on Ti and Tiny's son that was mm-hmm. going off right on just just bad service and whatever it is. We have Britney Spears out here that's over here wilding out on her father and everybody on the conservative. This is all happening online. These are massive celebrities. T.I. We got T.I. and Tiny coming out. Talking about something. I ain't never did nothing to nobody. We got, you know, these are massive. These are superstars here. Okay? So the amount of pressure and the amount of backlash that Monique gets, we need to make sure we keep that same energy for all of our other favorite celebrities as well. Right. But in regards to the culture and how everything moves today, it's the way that they get things done. Call people out. We got to get the public opinion to be on our side so I can get my story across. I went ahead and I did listen to Monique and daddy, whatever the fuck she call him, live. And you know what? It, the, the tone, the delivery, what she's trying to do, it's not. I, I feel like that's where she misses. However, if you listen to the context and you listen to the key message what is a deal memo? What is a contract? She's actually spitting knowledge. You understand? And sometimes we get, again, the tone, the delivery, all that craziness. Why are you, you know, why, why are you mentioning him being on the DL? You mentioned his, his dog, the, the, the wife, the, the kids. It's too far. However, I do think that she had an opportunity to clean it up and she missed it because her tone and her delivery is always off. But if you go back and you listen to what she's saying, she really is trying to drop knowledge. And she has an Oscar. If she's one of the few black women to ever have an Oscar, there is no respect for this queen. There is none, right? So if they can do that to her, what can they do to anybody and the rest of us? The problem is we need to turn our energy and our attacks to the real people that matter, which is the Jewish people and the powers that be that control these shows and control these, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the promoter may have a thing in the way, but people, it's a dog-eat-dog kind of world. The industry is very sharkish. We all know that. Dio said, I'm not, I'm not opening up. I'm not, I'm, I'm not opening. I'm, Monique is going to open for me. That's what he said. I got more followers than her. But at the end of the day, did you speak on her DL when she was at her lowest moments? So now, you know, you in the comedy game, you know, all this fear on the stage. So now we in a social media era where everybody's recording. But I've heard Eddie Murphy go in on people, Cedric go in on people. They all go in. So this ain't nothing new. That's all I'm saying. Okay. well, thank you so much for calling with your perspective. I definitely appreciate that. Of course, T, I appreciate you. Thank you. No All right. So we're going to bring on a few more people before we go, you guys. So um, let me go ahead and bring on Zakaya. Hope I said that right. Hi, T. Hello. How are you? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like freaking out. I've been listening to you since I was 15 and I'm 23. So I'm like freaking out right now. 
<laughs> but I'm good. I love you. Um, I just, I only watch you on YouTube. You're like my fave. Um, and hi, Lady Thank J. Um, but I do want to touch on a few things. Um, the previous gentleman just said something about how, you know, kind of holding everyone to task and um, not only, you know, holding Monique, Monique because she's like, um, you know, she went and spoke out and everybody needs to be held to task. And I understand that. But T, something you touched on uh, and often you touch on is this like humiliation ritual, mm-hmm. um, not to excuse her behavior, but it could be, you know, this, you know, every time Monique does something, it's like it, it blows up and it could be a part of a humiliation ritual as well. Um, but the other three things I want to talk about is I'm noticing that there's like a cyclical thing going on where Monique and not even her, just people in general are caught up in this cycle of, you know, this behavior and something I've noticed in my generation and that I'm seeing with social media is that people are so aggressive and so, you know, um, so quick to go out and, and bash someone instead of, like you said, having that private conversation. Like, hey, we need to sit down. We need to discuss, you know, you hurt me. You made me feel this way. Um, instead, it's like, yeah, you know, bash them. You know, the, the bigger or the bigger the blows, the better it is. And it's for everybody's entertainment. Her her lashing out, it doesn't help anyone and it definitely doesn't help her back. Um, I know about Monique because growing up, I was raised in like a 90s household. So I've watched her. I've enjoyed her. But, you know, Monique needs to be held accountable like everybody else. Nobody is above being held accountable. She needs to be held to task like every other entertain, entertainer out there. Um it's just not okay what she's doing and just we didn't come for that we didn't we don't care about the contract we want to have a good time we paid our money to see the show and for you to take that moment to kind of you know bash him then you're no better than oprah you're no better than tyler perry you're no better than uh lee daniels you're a hypocrite um and so i just hope that people can can see the bigger picture of when are we going to start holding people to task when are we going to stop you know bringing each other down and and then having a real conversation with ourselves saying like i messed up here let me go back and apologize and not having that um that person her her husband in her ear you know egging her on instead of saying you know you were wrong for that and he could have been wrong for that but you need to go back and make that right because you look bad and you have followers and you have people that look up to you um but i don't want to i don't have anything else to say i just kind of wanted to touch on that again i love you and thank you for having me t love you too and thank you for calling in it was good talking to you so let me go ahead and bring on aaron aaron go ahead and unmute your microphone Hey, T, you, you can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. How are you? I'm good. Um, thank you for bringing me on. Um, hey, two sippers and hey, Lady J. A lot of people have already hit on a lot of the points that I was going to get to. But yesterday during your live stream, I sent a super chat basically saying that Monique is coming off as very mean spirited. This is definitely before that disgusting dissertation that she wrote on Instagram about D.L. Hughley today. So pretty much that whole thing that she wrote validated what I stated. She has become so mean-spirited. And again, she wasn't like that in the beginning. I am also a 90s baby. I grew up on the Parkers. And she just became like that over time. You know, during Precious, 
I just saw like a switch in her and she even, you know, had that show on BET, which I love that show. And I don't think that it should have got canceled because it was a good show and they don't really have like another black woman in late night like that. And those that show that she had, it brought in like really good ratings. So it was like, why did it get canceled all of a sudden? And I did some research. Basically, her husband was handling that as well. Oh, and that's not Zaddy. He was there back then. <laughs> Yeah, like he was because she married him, I think, back in like oh four. So he started like handling all of her business stuff like after that. Um, but it, it it's no surprise to me because he's just been doing her dirty. And I think that she I, I just want to hit on what Lady J said, like, and I'm not a doctor either, but there's something like really wrong. And if you just watch her over time, even in her live streams, something about her energy and her aura is just off. You know, it, it just reads on her. She's not fun anymore. She used to have like such a bubbly personality, even with that talk show that she had. And something is just totally different. She's just mean, like she's really mean spirited. Um, so I think that maybe she should like take a step back from like the entertainment industry, do something different, like sell something. I don't know. But um, it would have to be something outside of entertainment. She seems very bitter towards the actual industry itself. So it's like, why are you here? You know, but that's all I wanted to say to you. A lot of people had already hit on some of those points that I was going to get to. But thank you so much for bringing me on. And I can't come to your live taping. I wanted to, but I'm a flight attendant. They won't let me out of my trip. So I, I know it's going to be a success for you. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. And enjoy your evening. Thank you. You too. All right. So let me go ahead and bring on Fallon. Fallon, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi. Hey, Fallon. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Good. Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm so happy to finally talk to you. Uh, (laughs) I've been... um, like listening to you since like 2000, 2005, well, well, yeah, 2015. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what I, I, what I think is, I think Monique is, uh, dealing with unforgiveness. I really do. And I think that's what getting, huh, ma'am? What do you mean by unforgiveness? What do you mean by that? I I think she's dealing with, like, she hasn't forgiven all these people that that have hurt her. And I think it's just building up. So you feel now like she's she's just, like a lot of baggage and anger from all these different people. Yes. Okay. That's what I feel, and I I I, I was really, and I just and to me she just met. I don't even understand why she's mad at DL because what she's saying has like it makes no sense to me, and to me she haven't forgave him either. And I agree with you. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have um, taken the deal if she hadn't dealt with that unforgiveness. Yeah, you know, and that goes back to say, you know, that all money's not good money. You know, you should never sign on to do something if you don't feel comfortable with all parties there. If you have an issue with them, it just doesn't make sense to bring that type of energy one to a situation, especially it's going to be live in front of people who have nothing to do with y'all's drama and beef. You know, so certain bags you have to be mature enough to walk away from if your spirit is not right with that person and you guys don't have that type of relationship where you guys can talk it out. Because for me, it looks like it was just a money grab and a way to, like, basically blast and humiliate him. Well, and then maybe it was the management. Maybe 
he just wanted her to have money, but I think she should have thought that more through for herself. And I really do feel like she need new management, like management outside of family. Yeah. I think sometimes it's better to have people that are not in your inner circle because then it can be more neutral and, you know, it's hard to have somebody managing you and that's somebody that you're in a relationship with because sometimes it can get convoluted. Yeah, I agree. But that's all I want to say. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. No problem. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Melvin. Melvin, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, what's up, T? Do I sound okay? Yep, you sound good. How are you doing? You sound good. How are you doing? Uh-uh, you got mute that background. Good. You got mute that background. I don't, I don't have a background. I can hear myself. I can hear myself. Oh, okay, hold up. Okay. I'm putting in my headphones. Can you hear me now? Let's see if I can Hello? hear myself. Okay, perfect. I can't hear myself. <clears throat> perfect. <clears throat> what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? <clears throat> I'm doing pretty good. I um I'm I'm congratulating you on your show. I unfortunately can't be there, even though I am in the A. Um, I my brother's only turning forty once, so brother gotta go. So I definitely know gotta go with family. Though. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I know you're gonna kill it though. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So my thing is with Mo. I think Sister Fallon was right on the money with the stuff building up, like. I wonder, like, I've never heard anybody say Monique was in therapy. Like, she's probably been holding on to decades of getting mistreated and not letting people know right then and saying, hey, I need to get this off my chest. She's been holding on to so much and carrying it and carrying it and carrying it. So when she has a small thing that happens, a big blow up happens. And and it's like, damn. I'm I'm I've been rooting for her for so long. That nightly show it broke my heart when I couldn't see any more of those episodes. Like she really has a really good resume, and unfortunately, it's being overshadowed by when she gets into these things with a lot of these other black acts that are out here that are big names. And it's unfortunate because people were like, well, "Why would you take this deal with somebody you don't trust?" But DL didn't trust her either. That's why he kept saying no. So like both of them could have said no to the show and they decided to do it anyway. And that's really sad to see because both of these folks, I grew up on them. I was born in the eighties. So it's really mm-hmm. sad to see them going back and forth at each other. Um, because it's so much happening right now. And I just wish that she would have kind of held back on this one. And especially on his daughter's situation. Like, I, I don't know why you would even bring that up. Like, it's, it's really painful. And a lot of times when they say hurt people, hurt people, that's the problem. She's like the the female Kanye of comedy. Like, I've gone to see Kanye to see him perform, and that brother would get on the show and talk for 20 minutes about Nike or, Jay, or talk about Beyonce and Jay-Z, and that has nothing to do with it. But, like, we need her to, like, kind of draw that stuff back in and maybe get some help where she needs it. Like, she needs a lot of healing and she doesn't sound like she is healed, unfortunately. Yeah, I think, you know, she speaks a good game and she thinks, you know, talking in a soft voice and having the people who just co-sign, every, you know, like the yes people around her, like the fans and stuff. 
who co-sign everything she does is healing because they like what she's saying, but it's not. I think there's a lot of trauma there. And I even think slightly that her going at DL's daughter and saying that, you know, DL should have defended his daughter. I feel like even that was kind of a projection. You know, maybe she felt like somebody should have protected her from her brother, which is right for her to feel because that's messed up. It's one thing to be, you know, touched on and molested by your own sibling. That's horrible. So I think maybe she was also projecting, you know, what she went through in her own personal life onto DL. But if you listen to him on Sway in the Morning on that show, you could tell DL was fighting with some demons and he felt horrible. He's like, as a father, I should have protected her. But what I respected about that, because he was wrong for not listening and believing his daughter right away. But what I respected about that was the transparency, because what people don't understand is when those type of allegations come out, nine times out of 10, people act more like DL than I'm about to go grab my shotgun and kill whoever touched my child. See, it sounds good on the Internet, right? Like anybody touch my child, I'm going to do this, this and that. It sounds good until you are in that situation. You know, yep. so while exactly. we should always believe our children, you know, what I'm saying. But when you're talking about that and it's a close family member, or a close family friend, you'll never know what you would do. So the fact mm-hmm. that he spoke about that in such an honest manner and took ownership and said that he was wrong. I couldn't do nothing but respect that. So then for her to twist it was just very disturbing, you know, to twist it. And it yeah. wasn't like he said, I think I know a lot of people were saying that Kevin Samuels was telling people that they automatically shouldn't believe their daughters if they say that they're, you know, molested or touched. You know, that wasn't the situation that DL was doing or saying here, you know, so I just didn't like that. And I felt like maybe she was angry um, once somebody sent her that video and it triggered her into what she went through in her past, because obviously there was nobody there to protect her because her mother, her daddy, and both brothers were on the Oprah Winfrey stage, like nothing had happened. But were they to be alongside Monique and, and love on her and care about her and care about what she went through with that brother who was touching on her? Sis, you you hit the nail on the head with certain things. Like, we don't know how our trauma will come back up late, years later. Like, that's the reason why, like, even that new Kendrick Lamar album that he dropped, it's all trauma, like, mostly. And he said he told his mom that he didn't get touched by somebody and she didn't believe him because she got touched 20 years before. Like, mm. sometimes we project something that we have inside of us um, onto everybody else or whatever's going on with somebody else. And we don't know how that's coming up because a lot of people don't share that they had this going on inside of them. And like I said, that's what I was wondering, has she ever, I've never heard her and I've seen her in many things. I've never heard her say, yeah, I'm going to therapy for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that's where I think some of her issues lie. And that doesn't excuse her for for the behavior, but it does make me have more empathy for her as well as other people like DL dealing with that. It's a reason why he didn't believe his daughter. It's like, it's, it's something that we have to deal with that we just don't know when it's going to come up or, or what. And, you know, he, they're old school. He's like 60. I think she's like 50 something. So like, mm-hmm. we don't get taught to bring up these traumas or handle it. Some of us is Jesus, 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 and don't handle the stuff that's going to cause issues later down the road. Exactly. And that's what Will Smith, all of this stuff is coming back. Like Will Smith talking about, I wasn't a protector and then gets on the stage and smacks somebody like Mm -hmm. different things come out at different times. That's all I'll say. 
Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Melvin, for calling in. It was good talking to you. All right. Take care. All right. You too. So we're going to take two more calls um, before we leave. So let me go ahead and um, bring on David Terry. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, we all got to heal. And when you don't heal yourself, you can't help anybody. And so I've been listening to Monique and I've been listening mm -hmm. to the story for the past couple of days. And she doesn't seem to be healing herself. You can't, whether you're in comedy, no matter what field you're in, you, you, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And so I feel like that's the problem is something is broken with inside of her and she doesn't want to deal with that. I agree. There's definitely something there, you know, that's manifesting itself into like attacking and going off and being angry at so many people. She has to address the real issue. Because the real issue is not necessarily DL. Because even if he spoke about her Netflix deal, he gave his opinion. He was asked a question. He gave his opinion. That is commentary. And people have to get used to it. Everybody's doing commentary now. This is, you know, that's the world we live in. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a microphone. Hell, y'all are calling into this show to give y'all's opinion. So people are going to have opinions about everything under the sun. And she has to be able to deal with that. That doesn't mean that you have to hate that person for life. If it hurts you, then, of course, have that conversation. And it's not just DL. It's everybody. It's uh, Lee Daniels, Oprah, Tyler Perry. It can't be everybody else. And so sometimes we have to, as hard as it can be, we have to self-reflect. Yeah. I definitely agree. Was there anything else you want to add? Okay, I think he's done. Thank you, David. Let me go ahead and bring on Alizé White. Go ahead and meet your microphone. Hello, good evening. Hey, Alizé, how are you? Hi, um, I'm just calling to give my little quick opinions. Um, two main points. One, I had to learn from personal experience because I had a lot of resentment against some family members. They used to physically stop me, slap box me, you know. And I had a lot of grudges because I would always be quiet and not say nothing like Monique's plight is suggesting. Um, but what I've learned since becoming a mother is you got to let that ish go. You know what I'm saying? You got to move on. You got to move past it because, like you said, them people having brunch, sipping on mimosas, toes white, chilling, and you around here softly. <laughs> and it's like for what? You know what I'm saying? You have a whole family to raise, whole whole black king to be with, and you and you not at peace. And it's like another thing too. I'm I'm peeping that since we've become so social media driven, like this spirit of the divisiveness, divisiveness, excuse me, is coming in between everybody. Like Kim, Black China, Will, Chris Tucker. This it's it's just like it's becoming so it's becoming mm -hmm. to the point where everybody beefing and I'm I'm tired of it. We need harmony. I I'm, I don't know what it is this demon time this this energy, but it's it's becoming a lot. And I just feel like people just need to take a deep breath and realize it's going to get harder before it gets easier, especially for all of us. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alize, thank you so much for calling in. I definitely appreciate it. It was good talking to you, sis. Thank you for picking me. You have a blessed night, man. You too. Thank you. Hey, Lady J. 
I think she made some good positive points. She did. She really did. I think all of the other folks who stepped in had a lot of good things to say. I think that one of the things is obvious is that we all can clearly see that something's wrong. I think we're all in agreement of that. I think we all agree that what she did was inappropriate and there was a better way to do it. But it was something that one of the previous callers said that made me say, oh, wow, that's a point. Do you notice, we all we all hear that they say comedy is cathartic, right? Like it mm-hmm. allows you to express yourself in a way to, and usually laughter is this opposite of this yin and yang. Like there's this hurt and this pain that never really resolved with comedians. But Monique is this comedian, but she also hangs with people, all of these damn people, mm-hmm. Lee Daniels, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, all these damn people are molestation survivors. Is this a mm-hmm. click? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know there's some other names I can drop in here. And then the recent events with all of these Black A-list stars, or at least stars that are prominence, all having these mental health issues. Like, you know, mental health wasn't necessarily granted a conversation in the Black community. And now all of a sudden, we're sitting here questioning her mental health and the mental health of other Black prominent actresses and stuff like that and actors. Like, something's up. Just, just I, again, I think the whole thing is just really weird. But, yeah, everybody really made some really good points, really good points this evening. We all agree, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a spirit of division out here. Um, Tony Little even said in this chat, we're dealing with a lot of spiritual warfare, you know, mm-hmm. out here. And, you know, this whole divide of men and women black and white. It's all duality. That's why I said I refuse to play into it. You know, two people having an issue is not the whole community's issue. We need to understand that people right. are going to have conflict, but to say that this is a all black women got to be on this side to side with her and all black men got to be on this side to side with D.L. Hughley is silly. It's divisive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I feel like a lot of these platforms have been basically perpetuating is just this divide of the male, female, Mm -hmm. and I just, I don't like it. I think at the end of the day, you know, this is supposed to be a comedy show. People came to laugh. People came to root on Monique. And it just makes me sad that all of that got overshadowed by foolishness because a lot of us actually want to see her win. You know, I believe a lot of that stuff that she said about Tyler, Oprah, and Lee Daniels. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I never thought she was lying. It was just always the tact and the way she went about it. Right. You know, that was my main issue with everything. And then the fact that she doesn't have the same smoke for white comedians. You know, okay, let's Amy talk about Schumer it. is one of the biggest joke thieves. She got, you know, a, a good deal with Netflix, just as much as they was paying Dave Chappelle. Right. You're not blasting Amy Schumer. That's your sis in comedy, but you're trying to ruin Dave Chappelle's bag and Chris Rock's bag. I didn't agree with that. If you're going to be upset, be upset at all the comedians that are making more than you where you feel like you should be making just as much. Right. Don't, don't be quiet on Amy Schumer because I'm sorry, Amy Schumer is not funny and she's stolen one too many Patrice O'Neill jokes from me. Okay? Ooh. Y'all not ready for that Patrice was here. No, the only reason she gets life is because her uncle or her cousin is a senator. 
Yeah, that's Charles it. Schumer. That's that's the yeah. only reason. And then even with the whole Roseanne Barr thing, how she was preaching, you know, as Christians, we need to forgive and let go. Girl, okay, I get that, sis, but where's all this energy for Tyler Perry, Lee Daniel, mm-hmm. Oprah? You're not willing to forgive them, but you want everybody, you know, you want the whole black community to just forgive Roseanne Barr for going off on Twitter. So that's my thing, it's just been like the hypocrisy. And I just think that at this point, a lot of us want the best for Monique, but Monique has to go about it a different way. Even early in the show, I played y'all the audio of her attacking Vivica Fox. Again, yeah. all this energy for other black people and Vivica Fox said nothing disrespectful. She just gave her opinion, you know? So I just think that um, at this point, Monique needs to decide if she really wants to still be a part of this industry. She needs to get rid she of her wants the money. She wants the fame, but I don't think she really likes the the industry, politics, and games. I don't think she likes that at all. And it's okay to leave the industry and just be a regular person. People do it all the time. You know, I agree with you, but let me take it a little bit further. I think that she doesn't like to navigate the industry like she could because she is being sabotaged by her husband. Let's keep it real because keeping her vibrating low, she has, she's got to have some residuals coming in. So she's got money coming in and she will always have a little cash coming in. You know, she ain't sold off her rights to nothing. Right. So Mm -hmm. keep her bubbling low, because if you keep her low, she'll never go too far and get away from you. Because I think if she gets away from him and gets new management and gets new guidance, he's gone. That his meal ticket's over. So I think really he's 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 Jedi trick and sabotaging her. He's still a simp. He ain't crap. And I but she but at the same time, too, she's an adult. I think she's damaged. Yes. But. It's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous all around, girl. It is. It is. But yeah, this has been a great green room slash Spotify mm. live. I'm still trying to get into the new nature. I like green room. Right. But um, this has been wonderful. We've had oh, we have over 331 um guests that are just listening in, and we got over 1,113 people in here. So this was a very good show. Thank you guys so much for coming out. The chat was popping from beginning to end. Y'all always show out in the chat. I love the jokes. I love the commentary. You know, the differences of opinion is always a good thing as well. So thank you guys once again for tuning in. Thank you to everybody who called in tonight. And we will see you guys again sometime in the future for the next episode of Tea Time Unfiltered Spotify Live. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.